This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Good evening. Trust you had a fantastic day. Um, It's been a wonderful August. You know, as we pray and fast, we're experiencing more and more of God. And I'm positive that that is your experience too. I want to welcome everyone who's watching from various parts of the world. Um, Sincerely, we trust that you would experience an upgrading this evening. Um, Sincerely want to thank and appreciate Pastor Shala and Pastor Abigail for this opportunity to share God's word with you again. I never take these things for granted. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so can we open our Bibles to Colossians chapter 1, the 12th and 13th verses. Colossians chapter 1, 12 and 13. You know, the Bible says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Verse 13. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Praise God. Meaning that when we got born again, one of the things that happened to us, I mean primarily, all right, one of the things that happened to us was that we changed kingdoms. We became citizens of heaven. You know, last week, Wednesday, I was sharing with us on what we titled living beyond the natural and I was explaining all of the different implications of that. So we now live in a kingdom that is supernatural because Christianity is a hundred percent supernatural. Of course God did create the natural and God rules in the natural too. But you see we live in another kingdom even though we are physically on earth. So we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. Now, in Colossians 1, verse 12, and especially verse 13, is buttressing that fact and helping us to understand that we are now citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. And you know, in every single kingdom, there is always a way to live. There is a way the kingdom that we now belong to functions. You know, last week, I was talking to us and explaining to us that we have the natural realm and in the natural realm there are various laws and the five senses that dominate the natural realm. So we have laws like the law of relativity, laws like the law of gestation and and all those other laws you can read up on those laws um, on the internet. But those laws govern the natural world and the five senses of course govern the natural world. But there is also something called the supernatural world, which is a spiritual world, right? And in the spiritual world, there are also spiritual laws that govern that realm. Now, you see, when you come into God's kingdom, you become a citizen of God's kingdom, there are certain rights and privileges that accrue to you. It is only wisdom to learn about these rights and privileges and more importantly, learn about the laws that govern this kingdom that we've been brought into. 
The same way you, when you become a Nigerian, if you're born into Nigeria, there are certain rights and privileges you have as a Nigerian citizen, and there are laws that govern the Nigerian territory. Praise God. So it's wisdom to understand those laws. You see, as we've come into God's kingdom by virtue of the new birth, we have come into a kingdom that has laws. There are laws of the Spirit. And it is only wisdom to understand how the laws of the Spirit work and function. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, it says that my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. You see, when people lack the knowledge of how the kingdom of God functions, then they would live a life that is below expectation. Praise God. Praise God. And so tonight, I want to explain one of such laws of the Spirit to us. I want to talk to us about the law of faith. As a matter of fact, I call the law of faith the central law of the Spirit. Praise God. Now, in the book of Romans chapter 3, Romans chapter 3 and the 27th verse, Romans 3, 27, the Bible says, Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith telling us that faith is a law. Praise God. Faith is a law. And you see, when we say faith is a law, the implication of that is that when you operate by faith, the results would be predictable. The same way when you operate by any natural law, the results are predictable. For example, you know, we're talking last week about the law of gravity and its impact on how an aircraft takes off and lands. You see, the law of gravity is real. So for example, I mean, I have a notebook in my hand, especially for those of us who are watching, um, using a video, uh, watching the video recording of this message, all right? And those of us that are just listening to the audio um, version of the message, you see, I have a notebook in my hand. If I drop this notebook, the notebook is only going to go in one direction down all things being equal it will go in one direction why because there is such a law called the law of gravity that has acted on the notebook so the law the notebook would go downwards so it's predictable when i left let, let go of the notebook i was not expecting the notebook to float you see laws make lives predictable because i know there is the law of gravity so i let go of the notebook and i expect the notebook to fall downwards so it's the same thing with the realm of the spirit. The laws of the spirit also make life predictable. And the same way the law of faith makes life predictable, makes the results predictable. You know, uh, one of the things you hear a lot amongst Christians is, hey, I have tried a lot of things, you know, I have tried, I have done this, I have done that, especially where walking in faith is concerned. And you see, what I usually tell most people that I, I get the opportunity to speak to is that you've done everything you know. But who says that everything you know and you've done is all there is to know and to do? Praise God. So this evening, I want to explain further and talk to us about the law of faith. It is a central law in the realm of the spirit. It governs the supernatural and makes the results we experience on the face of the earth 
unpredictable. Praise God. Praise God. And you see, by way of introduction, it is important for me to let us know that faith is a very important subject in our kingdom. You see, um, on Sunday, Pastor was sharing some powerful messages. If you have not listened to those messages, please get the message. He was talking about what he called the law of conversion. Get the messages and listen to them. Powerful messages. And in the course of the message, Pastor said that faith is a currency. You see it? You see, without a currency, you cannot transact in a certain place. Right? So faith is a central law. Without the law of faith in operation, there are certain things you... And you can begin to understand why, you know, the Bible, the whole, in the whole Bible, you have the word faith used in the New Testament 244 times because of its importance to the believer, to the New Testament saints. He says we are saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2.8. Now you can begin to understand why in the book of Acts chapter 6 verse 7, the Bible says that a lot of the priests were obedient to the faith. As a matter of fact, Christianity is called the faith to show how important the subject of faith is. And in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, the Bible says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse 21, he says, therefore I do not frustrate the grace of God. He says, the life we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God, showing the importance of faith. In the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 24, 2 Corinthians 1, 24, the Bible says we stand by faith. He says, by faith ye stand, meaning the, in this Christian life of ours, we would only be able to stand and not fall for sin and any other device and any other thing in the world because of the element of faith. It is by faith we stand and stand strong. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, he says we walk by faith and not by sight, meaning the Christian walk would never be successful without the subject of faith. Yes, you can pray effectively and receive answers without faith. You see, you can fast effectively without faith. You can give effectively without faith. Faith is what makes the Christian walk, studying the Bible, loving others, living a life of, of the kingdom on earth a reality. The Bible tells us, showing us how important faith is. In the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 4. He says that, therefore, the, he says the just shall live by his faith. So when we get born again and we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, it is telling us that we've become the just. However, the just shall live by his faith. In case you missed that, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 1, verse 17, Romans 1, 17, he says the just shall live by faith. In case you missed Romans 1, 17 and missed the book of Habakkuk, he says in the book of Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, he says the just shall live by faith. In case you missed all these other ones, Hebrews 10, 38 says the just shall live by faith. Reiterating the fact that the life of the believer is a life of faith. Praise God. He's a life of faith. The Bible tells us in the book of 1 John, chapter 5, verse 4, 
He says, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Meaning that we are going to experience victories on the face of the earth by the virtue of faith. What would make a Christian person bring forth an idea that would overcome the world and become the idea that is reigning and ruling on earth? Faith. Woo! God has revealed to us the secrets. <laughs> Faith. The Bible says in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. He says that the devil, talking about devil, he says our adversary, the devil. In case you, you did not know who the ad, real adversary is. It's not that mother-in-law or that person. It's the devil. He says, our adversary, the devil, walketh about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9 says, whom resists steadfast in faith. Meaning, faith is what would help us and equip us to be able to resist the devil. Amen. Faith is what would help us resist the devil. Faith is what will guarantee our victory on the face of the earth. It is by virtue of understanding and operating by faith that you walk into your office and somebody has put something on your seat so that you sit down and something else happens to you and it would not happen. How? By faith. Faith is a powerful force in our kingdom. Little wonder why. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. He says above all, you see, after talking about the breastplate of righteousness, you know, ensuring that your feet is shod with the gospel of peace and all of that, he says above all, taking unto yourself the shield of faith wherein you're able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. That is how we quench all the fiery darts of the devil. By faith. Faith guarantees that you are a victor and not a victim on the face of the earth. Wow! Hebrews 11 verse 3 says, it says, Through faith we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. So you see, there are certain things you cannot understand in the Christian dom without the subject understanding faith. It is true faith you would understand giving. It is true faith you understand tithing. It is true faith you understand how a virgin can give birth to a child. It is true faith you would understand divine authority in the kingdom of God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Faith is an important subject. So you can understand why in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, he says it is impossible to please God without faith. It is impossible to please God. Impossible. You cannot please God without faith. And in the second verse of Hebrews 11, he says, through faith, the elders obtained a good report. Do you want to obtain a good report? The answer is faith. Praise God. Faith. 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 As a matter of fact, to effectively love people, the way God wants us to love people, we have to do it by faith. You know, I've heard people say that, you know, the subject of love is more important than faith. Well, it depends on what you're talking about. You see, when in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, Paul said uh, that there abideth these three, faith, hope, and love, 
and the greatest is love, what was Paul saying? You have to read what Paul said in that verse in context. You read 1 Corinthians 12, read 1 Corinthians 13, read 1 Corinthians 14, and you get an idea of what Paul was trying to say. Paul was saying invariably that, you see, the Corinthian church who were trying to understand how to walk in the Spirit, trying to understand the gifts of the Spirit and all of that, Paul was saying to them that you cannot, if you understand all of what I have said, but you miss the issue of love, you might have an issue. Praise God. You might have a problem. So he was saying love is the greatest motivator. Love should be the reason why you are doing the things that you do. And of course, love is very important. So the Bible says in the book of Galatians 5, 6, he says faith which walketh by love because your love walk can affect your faith walk. Praise God. But you see, it does not reduce the effectiveness and the power of faith because it takes faith to love people. You know, if you've read 1 Corinthians 13, the second verse and the third verse, you read, you hear, I mean, some very interesting words. Paul said, he said, if I have the greatest of faith and I can remove mountains and I have not love, he says, I am nothing. Verse 3, 1 Corinthians 13, Paul now says, he says, even if I give my body to be born and I give all my goods to the poor and I have not love, I am nothing. What was Paul trying to say? It is possible for a person to love people, give people things, be around and do all of that and be doing it selfishly. Maybe they are doing it because they want to feel good. Maybe they are doing it so that people will see them and say, oh, you are a good person, you know. Because the God kind of love is an unconditional love. Is a love without expectation. So I give you things not because I'm going to talk about it or not because I expect anything from you, but I am doing it how? In faith. Because my hope and my eyes are on Jesus who has given me all things to enjoy, so I give you out of the abundance he's given me. Do you understand it now? So you cannot effectively love people without understanding faith. Faith is a very critical subject in the kingdom. And if it is important, then the question becomes, what is faith? And I've, I've, I've read lots of books around this, and I've heard lots of definitions. But I've come to the conclusion that the definition God gave us in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 is practically one of the best definitions you find around. Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of of things not seen. Simple but powerful. He says now faith is the substance. When we talk about substance, what are we saying? We're talking about something that is tangible. He says faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, by virtue of this definition, you can already know what faith is not. Number one, faith is not what you use to get something from God. <laughs> I know somebody might be surprised by that. But it's the truth. Faith is not something used to get something from God. Neither is faith the same thing with hope. Because you read this definition. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you are using the kind of Bible I'm using, especially in the King James, the word hope there is in its past tense. Meaning at the point of faith, you are past hoping. You are no longer hoping. Let me give you an example. And I'm going to give you that example based on the fact that if you read that same verse in the Amplified Version, he calls the word substance, title deed. He says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. 
all right? The title deed. Now, what do you mean by, what do I mean by title deed? The title deed is simply what we we'll call in this part of the world a CFO, Secretary of Occupancy. So you buy a land, that those papers that you are given, showing that you own the land. So let me use this example. So imagine myself and my wife deciding to purchase um, 10 acres of land in the heart of the city of London. And we decided to do that. We've spoken to the agent on the phone. The agent said, you guys can come over and purchase this land. So we live in Nigeria. We're going to London to buy this land. And so I go for the family, right? While I am on my way to London, if anybody should ask me what I'm going to do, what would I tell the person? I am going to buy the land. We will buy the land. That is hope. Because anything can happen. Anything can happen. The agents might decide not to sell the land anymore. Now, when I get to London and I've inspected the land and the age, I, I see this is okay. I've called my wife, sweetheart. This land is okay. What do you think? And she says, you can go ahead. And I say, fantastic. And we decide to buy the land. I pay for the land and the agent gives me what? The title deed. The agent will give me papers of the land. Now, what would be contained in this paper would be the name of the people who own the land, which would be our name, right? And then I put the paper in my briefcase and I travel back to Nigeria. Now, when I get back to Nigeria, I'm going to say, sweetheart, we've paid and we've bought the land. Here are the papers. Now, my wife does not need to see the land physically to know we own the land, especially if we bought it from a legit agent. <laughs> Praise God. Now, after a while, I and my wife, we decide, oh, we want to talk to Pastor and show Pastor Shola and Pastor Abi this land and share the testimony with them. And then we come to the office. What are we going to show Pastor Shola and Pastor Abi? We're going to show them the papers of the land. We are not going to go to London, excavate the land and bring the land to Lagos to show them that we now own the land. No, we're just going to show them the papers of the land. As long as the land, the papers of the land is legit, I, we own the land. You see, that is what faith is. Faith is you own the promise God has given you already. So you are not trying to own it. Faith is that you own it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, to stretch that a little bit further. The Bible says, faith is the evidence of things not seen. What do we mean by evidence? It is the proof. So just picture a law court. You walk into a law court and you have two lawyers arguing a particular case. Now, who is the lawyer that will win? Typically, it should be the lawyer who is able to provide the right evidences to back up his or her claim. You see it? So you see, regardless of the grammar, the other lawyer blows. Once this other lawyer is able to provide evidence to show that his client did it or did not do it, the judge would rule in his favor. Faith is the evidence. It is the proof. So you see, you cannot faith. With faith, you already have it. You are not trying to get it. Are you getting this? With faith, you already have it. You are not trying to get it. And so you begin to understand why faith is not hope. And you see, because you know you already have it, there is a way you will talk. There is a way you would act. You see it. So you have a belief system that already says you have it. The same way a woman who is pregnant knows she's pregnant. 
You cannot see the baby, but she knows she's pregnant. If you try to dissuade her otherwise, she's not going to hear you. Why? Because she can feel the baby moving on her inside. Praise God. You see, the fact that she's big is not enough proof that she has the baby. You see, she might have, a woman can have a tumor and the stomach can look big. But you see, when a woman is truly pregnant, she knows she's pregnant. Why? The baby is moving. She has the evidence. She has the substance. <laughs> Praise God. She has the substance. She has the substance. And so the Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 3, it says God has dealt to every man. And when he was saying every man, he was talking about believers because you read the first verse of Romans 12 or you read Romans 1, 7, you get the picture that he was talking to believers. He wrote that letter to believers. So he says God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. It is impossible for you to be born again without faith. I've shown you that to you in the Bible. So you see, if you are born again, you have the seed of faith in you. What are you supposed to do? You are supposed to grow that faith. How? The Bible tells us, Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17, it says, So then, faith cometh by the hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So you see, as you interact with the word of God, you begin to have evidence on your inside. You begin to have the substance on your inside. And then it would affect the way you talk, it would affect the way you act. Praise God. That is what the Bible calls corresponding actions. So you see in the book of James chapter 2 verse 14, it talks about faith without works is dead. People do not understand that. It says faith without works is dead. Meaning that you see your faith must have corresponding actions backing it up. So you believe. That's the first step. Then you have add corresponding actions. Now in Romans 10 17, when the Bible says, so then faith cometh by the hearing and the hearing by the word of God, the word translated word there in Greek is the word rema, right? And there are two ways to get rema. Number one is by listening to God. So you see, as we're praying and fasting, I would admonish you that you go around with something you can write on, something you would not forget to check. Right? Because God can start to download things into your spirit. As you pray, God begins to have conversations with you. And you write down those things. That is part of Rema. Because Rema is what God is saying. Praise God. The second way you can access Rema is by going to the written word. What God has already said. And you begin to interact with it. Either by studying, by meditation on it. Then you, I mean, that word comes alive on your inside. Praise God, praise God, praise God, hallelujah, praise God. So faith is real. So it is not possible for a person to operate and walk by faith and not experience the results. It is absolutely not possible. Amen. Yes, I understand that sometimes there is a time pressure because the Bible talks about faith and patience. But however, a man of faith understands that regardless of how long it takes, it is so real to him or her that it does not move them. You know, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1, it says, who had believed our report? Ah, he says, who had believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Are you listening to me? You see, you might have received a report from a doctor. You see, that is one report. But you see, when you interact with the word of God, that is another report. Whose report would you believe? 
Praise God. Whose report would you believe? When you believe God's report, what begins to happen is that you begin to talk differently. To the baby Christian and to the people who are not born again, they will think you're a mad person. You see, the report might have told a woman and the doctors might have said, you see, you cannot have a child. Based on what we are seeing biologically, you cannot have a child. But this woman would have interacted with the word of God and gotten another report, a superior report. And according to God's report, that report says he or she would, she would be a joyful mother of children. So this woman goes to the market and buys baby things. This woman goes, she's acting differently. Other people are saying you're crazy. But there is something on her inside that is moving her to act and talk differently. That is faith. That is faith. That is faith. You see, this was what Adam, uh, sorry, Abraham rather, understood that the Bible tells us in the book of Romans. He says, Abraham considered not the deadness of his own body, not the deadness of Sarah's womb. Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was 90. You see, according to biology, at the age of 45, a woman begins to experience what they call menopause. You see, this woman was 90, 45 times 2. She was experiencing menopause, not menopause. But you see, this woman carried the word of God on her inside. It became life to her. She had no choice but to deliver Isaac. Faith is a force in the realm of the spirit. It's a force in the realm of the spirit. Amen. So in Hebrews chapter 11, and I want us to read it. Hebrews 11, verse 33. Of verse 32, the Bible says, and what shall I more say? You understand? The writer of the book of Hebrews, who I believe to be Paul, after explaining and explaining and explaining, he got to a point, said, what more would I tell you to convince you how powerful faith is? So he said in verse 32, he says, what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon. Do you remember Gideon? Who with 300 men defeated an army of the Midianites. Meaning that when you are walking by faith, it does not matter what the quantity is. <laughs> does not matter. He says, says Gideon, then he goes ahead to say of Barak. You remember Barak? Who defeated Jabin alongside with, with, with Deborah, with the help of Deborah the prophetess. He defeated Jabin, the king of Canaan. He says, and of Samson. Samson who with the fresh jawbone of an ass slew 1,000 men. Faith the supremacy and the power of faith. Then the Bible says, and of Jeph Je Jephthah. You remember Jephthah? The guy who, who was from a terrible background, but the Bible says he defeated the Ammonites. Also remember, Gideon was from the least family in Israel. So it does not matter how poor your family is. If you are walking and operating the force of faith, it would always deliver for you does not matter what your background looks like. You see, faith can transform your world. He says, Hebrews 11.3, he says that through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. The worlds were set in order. You can reorder your life by the force of faith. Then he goes ahead. He talks of David. David who never lost a battle. He says of Samuel and of the prophets. prophets. Verse 33, he says, who through faith subdued kingdoms. What kingdom do you want to subdue? Is it the kingdom of the media world? Is it the kingdom of health? What kingdom? He says, true faith subdued kingdoms. You know, 
My heart just goes out to all of our brothers and sisters. I mean, as I'm speaking right now, I'm seeing pictures. Ogan, I'm seeing different people who have gone into the entertainment field. Either is it the sound field? I mean, whatever field you've gone into, he's telling us that by faith you can subdue kingdoms. You can subdue kingdoms. He says they wrought righteousness. He says they obtained promises. What has God told you about 2020? This is August. Remember, there is no time in God. <laughs> He says, obtain promises, stop the mouth of lions, quench the violence of fire. I told us about Daniel or his colleagues Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego last week. Three guys, they threw them into the fire because this guy believed, they believed that God was going to deliver them. They threw them into the fire that was heated seven times hotter. And the Bible says they were walking in the midst of the fire. When King Nebuchadnezzar said they should come forth, they walked out of the fire, meaning they could have escaped. But they knew the God that they served. They walked out of the fire, and the Bible says that there was no smell of smoke. <laughs> so it's possible through the force of faith to, to live life, and people would not even know that you have experienced certain things before. I remember, I remember, I remember. You know, the first time I walked into a fellowship in my university days, I heard Pastor Sholas preaching. Two things he said that day that I can never forget. Number one, he said that he said the best of God can never be in the past. I've never forgotten that. So the Bible says the path of the just like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter. So I expect 2020, regardless of what has happened, to be better for me than 2019 and any other year. That is the word of God that is alive in me. So I'm experiencing it. You know, the Bible, you know, the pastor said, the second thing he said, he said, and who says that small is also relative? And you know, jokingly, and you know how he speaks very calmly, he said, your first car does not have to be a Volkswagen. Your first car can be an SUV. Is there, is there, is it not? So it's no surprise that his first car was an SUV. Why? Because that word was alive in the man. And the things we've experienced as a ministry, we see it happening every single day. He shared the testimony with us over and over again. Faith always produces. Always produces. Always. Always produces. Hallelujah. Verse 35 of the book of Hebrews 11 says, Women receive their dead raised back to life. What is that situation that looks dead? Regardless of how long it has lingered, through the force of faith, you can bring that situation back to life. You know, the Bible tells us, and I like this. You know, when you look at the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, as I close. The Bible says that while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Why? He says, for the things which are not seen, you uh, things which are seen rather, are temporal. They are subject to change. Hey, they are subject to change. What can you see around you with your optical eyes? You see, using all the natural laws and the natural senses, what are those things you can see? What are the things you can feel, touch, taste physically? Is it poverty looking at your bank account? Is it a sickness in your body? What can you see? Is it a report that the doctor has given you? You can see it optically. I mean, what can you see? He says that the man of faith and the woman of faith, they, those things, are, they are good, they are okay, they are there. But the man of faith would change their focus. Why? They are not going to be looking and focusing and considering those things. They are going to change their focus. 
their focus will be based on what God's word has said to them. That is what their meditation would be. They are looking at the things that cannot die. You know, the Bible calls the word of God incorruptible. He calls it incorruptible seed. That means that and say, calls the word of God eternal. You see, the word of God is that thing that cannot be seen. You see, why we look not at the things which are seen, but we look at the word of God. And we fix our gaze on the word of God. Because the word of God has the ability to transform and change anything you can see. Little wonder why Jesus, I'm sure, after understanding the law of faith, looked at life and says, when you walk by faith, nothing is impossible to you. Everything is possible to the man of faith. Everything is possible to the person of faith. Now you see, wherever you are, I want you to just lift up your hands and lift up your voice and begin to pray in other tongues right now. Begin to pray in other tongues right now. I see mountains moving. I see mountains moving. I, you see, yes, I have taught, but I didn't come here as a teacher this evening. I came here as a prophet announcing to you what is going to begin to happen to you from this moment. I see healings happening in bodies right now. I see healings. Somebody with a blood disease, I see healing happening in your body right now. I see healing happening in your body right now. Somebody you've been battling with your health in sick today, sick tomorrow. I see wholeness coming to you right now in the name of Jesus. You know why? Because the Bible tells us in the book of Philippians chapter 2 that at the name of Jesus, every knee has no choice but to bow. Regardless of the sphere of influence where they operate, he says they would bow. And the Bible tells us in the book of Acts that true faith in his name, <laughs> true faith in his name, a man who had experienced being, being unable to work for 40 years got healed. I want you to understand that God's healing power is touching you wherever you are right now. God is touching you right now. Rebaka Santa Lara Brahande Lereba. Rigado Sombrahande Leri Gado Sombrahande Leri Gadosa. Rigado Shambrahande Lere Grahande Sekarakatola. Rigado Sombrahande Lere Brahande Zekaraba. Rike de Lera. Whatever you are hearing God tell you to do, do it. Do it. Do it. That is part of the work of faith. Remember, it is you are acting, you are speaking based on what you have internalized and believed on the inside. That is based on the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No situation survives the force of faith. Because faith is a law, so the results are predictable. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Stop walking in fear. You would experience supernatural results in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.